Hi, this is Kyle Taylor, and tune in to San Diego. And I'm sitting here with Brian Jones, Senator Brian Jones. And Brian, Mr. Jones, Sir Jones, <laughs> what is it that you're running for here, and, and how can we support you? Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate that. And uh, Brian works just fine. Uh, you know, when I get a letter at home that says Honorable Brian Jones, my wife crosses out the honorable part before she hands me the envelope. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, hey, we're, we're, I'm just looking forward to being a representative of San Diego County again. You know, currently I serve in the 38th Senate District, uh, which is mostly East County and North County in San Diego. Uh, the district, because of redistricting, the district number changed to 40, and the and the lines moved a little bit. So uh, currently, yeah, I noticed that they right. they're kind of shifting a little bit. So currently, is there a term for that officially? Redistricting. Redistricting. Yeah. Okay, so redistricting. Yeah, or reapportionment is the reapportionment. is the constitutional term. The constitutional so, term. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, currently, my district goes as far west as I-15, uh, and then all the way out to Imperial County, and then all the way north to uh, Fallbrook to Riverside County. And that's a big area. It's the largest Senate district in San Diego County, yes. And, it, I, and I know you're, I mean, that's considered, you know, East County, but it's much further than that. And, oh, yeah, and it goes more. all the way up to Fallbrook and Rainbow and Escondido, San Marcos. Uh, that, you know, so that's why I say East and North County. And then it goes all the way out to Brego Springs and all the way out to... Uh, you know, the Desert View Tower. Yeah, uh, and, and you're, you're yeah. an East County guy, too. Right. I mean, yeah, I think that you're, as far as a representative for our area, I mean, Brian Jones is like a staple. I appreciate that. And so the new district moves all the way over to I-5 uh, wow. at University City and UTC and then goes north. Uh, so the new district is north of the 52 and north of the 8. And now you can take your trolley all the way uh, from East County to UTC. Well, I think you got to take it to downtown, and then you got to get a transfer in Tijuana, and then you got to come back up the coast, and then you got to take another transfer it's in Old Town. Super efficient. I think it takes like five days to get there from five, East County. Five, five days, <laughs> and uh, you can almost just buy a Tesla right. for less. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, there's some local politics stuff right there. Uh, but. The district is great. You know, it's uh, University City, UTC, Miramar, Mira Mesa, Rancho Bernardo, uh, Forest Ranch, Scripps Ranch, all the way north to Fallbrook, and then all the way east out to Pine Valley, uh, Mount Laguna, Ramona, Santee, Lakeside, Poway. And with, uh, and with the, such a big area like that, what are, you know, you hear a lot of people's needs, wants, desires, the kitchen table conversations. Right. What is it What is it the people that you're representing and hoping to expand on that with this new uh, redistricting. Right, right. What, what I'm hearing what are, from voters hearing? Is, is, is they're really tired of the one-party rule in Sacramento. Uh, you know, they've seen what the governor and uh, the Democratic leadership in Sacramento uh, are, have done and are doing to our state as far as jobs are concerned. Um, you know, AB5 that was passed a couple of years ago really negatively impacted independent contractors. Which not every obviously not everybody's an independent contractor, but everybody knows one. And, and a lot of people were doing independent contracting work just to afford to live in California exactly. underneath these politics. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, what, what I'm hearing from from voters right now throughout California, and, and especially in my district and the new parts of the district and the old parts of the district, cost of living is ridiculous right now. And you look at what inflation has done in the last 18 months, and the the cost of just food in San Diego County. But across the state, and uh, you know, part of that is because of policies out of Sacramento, and some of those policies are are restricting water to farmers, so they can't grow food, so we have less food to put on the market as it is. You look at the gas tax, 
the governor refuses to lower the gas tax. Yeah, I believe it's how how high is too what high? It is too damn high. It's too damn high. Yeah, yeah. yeah gas, gas is too, too damn, damn high. high. Gas is too damn high. And so you know, a dollar of every gallon. It doesn't matter if gas is three bucks a gallon or eight bucks a gallon. The first dollar goes to the state of California. But they do such a good job with our roadways. Exactly. And, you know, so while the governor and some of his uh, uh, cronies up there are yapping about uh, unbelievable profits for the oil companies, what Californians need to realize is that California gets the first dollar of every yeah. gallon. Not the, not the oil companies, not the gas store, not the convenience store. The state of California gets the first dollar. Well, they know how to use it the best. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, so that's appropriately. It's exactly right. So the solution to that, of course, is let's have a special session uh, to raise taxes on fuel companies because yeah. that'll lower the price of gasoline. This is ridiculous. Uh, now, now, what they should really do is charge per mile. I mean, they should really charge us. Don't you think that'd be I really think that effective? Would, what, what, what that would do is... <laughs> Make more people move out of California, and it would make people drive less in California. So it would drive down the income from the yes. That would be the solution. To everything is a vehicle mileage tax. <laughs> Just charge more, yeah. right? No, I I think that especially uh, if you own a business, right? The, I mean, nothing yeah, like that, right? The, the the people that are promoting the vehicle mileage tax, um, a couple of problems with those folks. Number one, they've never owned a business. No, uh, most of them that, that are promoting this. Uh, two is they've chosen to live in an area where probably they can walk to most of their um, life. But what they don't realize is everybody that yeah, from their gated community yeah. home to their office right. downtown. But know. but what they don't realize is everybody who services their life has to drive to get there. Exactly. And, you know, d- deliveries, uh, employees that. You know, whatever work is being done, people have to drive to get there. So, yeah. And for uh, my business, no one told me that, hey, look, guess what? We're going to increase your gas prices by 25%. So all your fuel is going up. Right. We're going to have inflation affect everything. Correct. And also, these interest rates are going to change. So that variable interest loan that you have, now you're spending over everything right. and then wages have to go up every product you buy an extra 25,000 a month the, that you weren't expecting the amazing thing is um the statistics that have come out in the last six months of the debt people are carrying on their credit cards and yeah. that's a leading indicator of a problem in a, in the economy is when consumers you and me people americans are carrying larger and larger uh balances every month on their oh yeah it's on going their credit up. cards and that's a that's a measurable metric that is real it's not like some you know it's not theoretical yeah, economic, it's released from the credit card companies yeah, it's a real number yeah and um and that and that's climbing so cost of living homelessness in um california we have 12 percent of the u.s population in california and 50 percent of the homeless of the entire country are in California. Well, it's great weather. It is great weather. And if you're going to be homeless, <laughs> would you rather be homeless in Detroit or would you rather be homeless in San Diego? Well, you're, of course you're going to pick San Diego. Yeah, and Detroit and, probably gives you a free bus right out here if you'd like. <laughs> and and we have real uh, situations where people have been interviewed that did move here from another state to be homeless here because California has so much to offer as far as weather. Uh, and then, But also just handouts that we give and so the the driving problem with homelessness right now is drug addiction and mental illness and those are issues that 
for whatever reason, the government uh, and and the and I'll call it the homeless industrial complex, the people that are you know making their livings from serving the homeless, uh, they don't want to tackle that. But that's really the number one thing we need to tackle to begin solving this. So I'm well, I'm gonna, and it's our society too. I right. mean, you literally, you're, you're driving on broken roads. You can't afford to drive, you know, to the grocery store exactly. for the groceries you can't exactly. afford. You put it on your credit card. Right. You can't afford your credit card. Right. I mean, at a certain point, there's gonna it's going to boil over. And unfortunately, I mean, it, it, with the way things are going, it's it's all. I think I think we're there. Right. I think people are one, you know, car, you know, problem or you know malfunction away from, you know, not being able to afford their rent. Right. And and that homelessness problem is going to increase. Yes. And usually that's where it starts, you know, and then, okay, well, then you're depressed and people start using drugs right. and right. It is, it's just a cycle that we need to It is a cycle that, that, that we need to really be aggressive to interrupt. And it, it's, it's going to require those of us that want to solve the problem and, and begin to tackle it, just realizing we're going to upset some people and, but those people are wrong in yeah. their approach to, and, to solving this. And, and, and it's okay that they're wrong, but they just got to get out of the way and the, let the people that want to solve it, solve it, and let, let's start tackling it. So, and then the third thing is crime in California is... Oh, it's uh, out of control. Californians are, are done. They're fed up. Uh, they know that lowering... The zero bail thing's not working. No. Letting prisoners out early isn't working. Uh, removing the penalties from low-level crimes isn't working. Um, and so we've got to get some common sense back to dealing with the criminal element in Calvary. And we can do it. I mean, we've done it. We can do it again. And look, this is a cycle. Um, yeah, it seems to you know, happen every so often. But we just need to do that, that clean out of everything. And what right. do you have any sort of suggestions that you'd like to put forward right now? Or are you Well, st- yeah. I mean, we need to keep prisoners in prison. <laughs> uh, we need to uh, increase the penalties for the low-level crimes that, that, that those uh, – Sentencing was was dropped uh, from Prop 47 and Prop 57, and then AB 109, the prison realignment. We need to undo those three things and go back uh, to where we were in 2010. Yeah, hard, hard on crime yeah. works. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Hard on crime right. and, and, and public safety right. are huge. One thing that I've, you know, I know that, you know, you don't want to say, but, you know, asylums for mental health, right? Right. They, they don't really exist, but I mean, when, when you're walking downtown San Diego, for example, there are people that are having episodes out yes, there. Yes, absolutely. And, it, and, and the police know that and the social workers know that. It is inhumane. To, to, to let them, you know, live in, I mean, not live in society. Like that. Squalor. 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 I mean, they, they've got pants that they've been wearing for months, uh, shirts and jackets that they've been wearing for months, haircuts that they haven't had forever, Medicine that they probably should be on that they haven't been or able they to can't get. Afford. Or they can't afford. They can't afford it. They, they won't get on it. Um, you know, whatever. And, again, it, 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 it's going to take a tough love situation where, uh, and asylum is probably the, you know, I know what you mean. Um, and that's how, and, how it but, used to be. What's, right. the, what's, what's, the, what's the lighter so, of the two? So, currently, we have state hospitals, which, not a, you know, that's, might not be the best solution either, but mental institutions, mental rehabilitation, mental uh, uh, hospitals where there's highly trained professionals that can deal with these situations and put these people on a course of recovery. 
Um, and look, for a period of time, it may be it may be against their will. You know, they may not want yeah to no. make that decision. And when but, you're when you're not in the right state, sometimes exactly. it, it's like an alcoholic. You know, right. it's, you, you need an intervention. You need an intervention. Right. And unfortunately, some people may no, no longer have family. They're disconnected from their family, right. or they've already burnt those bridges in their family. Don't know how to handle right. know how to handle it. Yep. And we just as a society, it's not. It's really not fair to everyone else. I mean, at the end right. of the day, it's just not fair. It's it's not fair to any. It's not fair to the people that are living in. I mean, no. why is that fair that somebody's living in a van, uh, if they even have a van, on, on the side of the road with not proper bathroom facilities, not proper cooking facilities? Why is that? Why does that make sense to somebody that has a, a nice house and a nice home, and uh, they they're living their life healthy, but they have this attitude of we can't remove these people from the sidewalks because they because of their civil liberties or whatever. And uh, look, I'm a civil libertarian. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty well known. And but there's comes a time when, as a society, we've got to make a decision. We're going to do better. And, and and speaking of doing better, I can't pick uh, think of a better candidate that can do better for our, our newly redesigned district than Senator Brian Jones. Honorable Senator <laughs> Brian Jones. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. You guys are doing a great job. I uh, appreciate everything you're doing for our community. Uh, you're, you're really out there as one of the pillars of our communities, uh, and sometimes mostly behind the scenes, uh, but sometimes uh, in, in front of the scenes as well. And I just appreciate you and, and folks like you that just – uh, strap up their boots every day, get to work and make a living. And then on the, with their extra time, try to make our community better. And that's you. And I appreciate it. Thank you. We do what we can. And Senator Jones, how can people support you? What's the best way to get in contact with you? We've got 12 days to go. Uh, we need to raise about another $50,000 between now and next Friday. Uh, so if people can go on my website, electbrianjones.com and make a contribution, that'd be very helpful or sign up to volunteer. Um, uh, and make phone calls or walk precincts for me. That'd be great. So sign up to volunteer, walk precincts, and uh, send them a donation if you can. Once again, thanks so much, Senator Brian Jones, for being here today at Let's Tune In Media Studios for Tune In San Diego. Thanks, Kyle.